Hello everyone, it's Alex here from Shaper Caper and we're coming at you with another one of our weekly podcasts. Woohoo! So this episode we are joined by two of our smashing body members, Georgia and Mirta. Mirta is a dancer, still doing their training, and Georgia is a freelance dance artist. During one of the regular body catch-ups that everyone has, there was a lot of discussion about how we can all maintain positivity and keep moving and the likes during lockdown. And after this conversation, Georgia has managed to do lots of different research and compile a blog, a document, if you'd like to be more formal, with lots of different tips and tricks for everyone to utilise if they're finding this period of time a little bit tricky. She talks about maintaining routines. She talks about how to make a routine in the first place. And there's just lots of really helpful tips that we think that all of our listeners would really benefit from. So I'm going to pass over to these two lovely people and hope you enjoy. Hi, welcome to Shaper Capers podcast. Um, my name is Mirta and I am part of the body, the Youth Advisory Council of Shaper Caper. And today I'm going to talk with Georgia, who's also part of the body. Um, she has written a blog called Moving Through, which you will also be able to find on our social media. And yeah, we're just going to have a little chat about it today. So, Georgia, what inspired you to write this, this blog? Yeah, so I'm Georgia. I'm a freelance dancer and member of The Body. We talked about in lockdown what we could kind of do to keep in contact with each other and also maybe things to share with other people through The Body. Tommy mentioned it would be nice to have some blogs. I've never written a blog before. This was just kind of something I thought would be fun to give a try. And yeah, I think we've all kind of faced lots of new challenges with the current situation and are kind of finding our own ways to kind of navigate what's going on and picking up little things along the way. And I was just saying to Martha, that it definitely wasn't something that I was like, I know exactly what to do and I have all these things I want to say but I just noticed that I was picking up lots of little tips from different people or figuring things out for myself. And I just decided each time I found something that was really useful, I would write it down in this document. And then I just kind of kept adding them together until it became a little blog. So how you've kind of written it out is in different tips that you have. And I was just wondering, are these things that you started implementing during lockdown or did you do them before as well? They... I would say some of them were things I was starting to kind of research and implement already. But I think all of these things have maybe become more important during lockdown. Things like being able to find routine or finding ways to schedule even when everything seems quite uncertain is quite an interesting idea. Yeah, all of the tips are kind of based around lockdown, but I think also relevant at any time. I've kind of framed it around speaking to dancers, but I also feel like a lot of these points are relevant to most people. I know you've just had a quick read through my 10 tips and I wondered if you had any questions or responses, if there's any points you agree with or anything you disagree with or have a different experience with. That's a good question. I think, <laughs> I think they're really good little tips that you can use and they're definitely helping you be more productive and actually get done what you want to get done. So you're not just like sitting around, which I do a lot. So like, you know, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. But exactly. like, if you want to get something done, then it's nice to, to follow some of these things or all of them, you know, what, whichever ones suit you. Maybe we can walk through them. Most of the tips are quite 
general you could maybe apply them in whatever way you wanted but maybe we could like pick a few and give real life example of when we've used or maybe when we didn't use it and we could have <laughs> piggybacking habits is one of the tips that i gave i didn't invent it it's come from a podcast that i listened to and i've also bought a book called tiny habits which speaks about it in a lot more detail but that is one that I definitely have implemented myself and I have lots of little things that I like to do. I always listen to a podcast, usually of a well-being or an educational podcast while I'm cooking and I try to do a little bit of movement. As soon as I brush my teeth in the morning, the first thing I'll do is a little bit of movement, sometimes a lot, sometimes a tiny thing, but just having that connection, I do that and then I do that. <laughs> I don't do it that much now, but I remember when I got some physio exercises, I would always do it when I was waiting for the kettle to boil. So I would actually remember to do my physio exercises every day. So I do think it's definitely a helpful one. Yeah, it's having that connection in your mind just to know that you'll remember to do these kind of new habits. I really like the scheduling your week as well. That is probably one of the ones that I find most important for myself. I quite like having some sort of routine so I can feel what day it is, if that makes sense. I have ballet on Monday and Thursday and then I do something else on Friday and then I do something else on Sunday or something. Just so I know which day it is and I don't get lost in the day. It's definitely good, yeah. I have a bit of a routine as well. Yoga on Monday and Tuesday. I do HIIT training on Wednesday. I have different things each day of the week. I think another thing, I, I like to have classes that either I'm attending or I'm teaching. They're maybe easier to schedule because they're a set amount of time and they happen at a certain time. I think where I struggle more is tasks that don't necessarily have a set time. For example, I need to reply to my emails or I need to get through my to-do list and sometimes seeing that massive long list can be a bit, oh my gosh, where do I start? I'm trying to decide how much time I want to give each thing and actually put it in a place in my diary where it makes sense rather than I have an hour and I have this page long list and I don't know where to start. Being realistic about when things can happen I think is good. So do you schedule in when you could do these tasks? I try to, yeah. At the moment I'm doing an online course in nutrition and I have I think 60 hours of material to get through. You look at that and you're like, oh gosh, I don't have 60 hours. But what I've done is I've found Tuesday and Thursday afternoons, I've scheduled in two hours each afternoon where I'm just going to focus on that because it's something that's not super urgent. I've got a year to complete it so I can always put it off, but I'm trying to kind of set aside the time to know that I'll spend two hours on two days a week. That's just an example. I think that's really clever. I think that's something I'm actually struggling with right now. I'm trying to get my driver's license and I'm still like learning theory, but I just never do it because it's just a thing on the to-do list, but I don't really have it scheduled in. I think that's helpful to try out. Yeah, it's definitely been helping me. I wondered whether there was any points that we're struggling more with or ones that you maybe have a different experience of? I think I'm really bad at keeping a daily routine, which I don't think is very helpful. I would get more stuff done if I had a daily routine. Now, especially with lockdown and summer and everything, it's just kind of, I don't know, like every day looks different. So yeah, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I think I can go one way or the other. I like to have a routine so that I can know what's happening or have some sort of structure, but I can sometimes get a bit too stuck to the routine and actually need to be like no I need a rest day or I've actually taken this week off teaching just because I feel like I've I've established the routine I'm getting into it and now it's time to have a little break from it which I think is also important to 
Definitely. I think it's getting a good balance with that. It's a lot of different things. I know I'm not expecting people to go away and be like, I'm going to do all these 10 things from now, but I don't know, maybe there's one thing that sticks with someone. Hopefully they'll be useful. I think number five, listen to your body and find enjoyment. I think that's a really important one as well. Because I think it's so easy to just get in the routine of watching Netflix the whole time. Well, if you listen to your body, and this is actually one daily thing I have started doing. When I get up, I do a little stretching, just like light stretching to get my body going, I guess. And it just makes my body feel so much better, even if I don't do anything else for the rest of the day. I feel human. (laughs) And it just makes me feel a lot better mentally as well. I think that's a big thing about the the tiny habits or the piggybacking habits idea is that it's not about doing loads or feeling like you have to do something for an hour every day it's just maybe maybe taking notice of how much impact physically and also mentally the little things can have if you feel like doing more then great but I think it's important to actually take the credit for just doing five minutes sometimes I get up in the morning and I'll just do five breaths or I'll do five minutes of rolling on the floor even lying still on the floor (laughs) so yeah I think we're gonna post the blog along with the podcast if people want to have a listen feel free to let us know your thoughts or responses if there's anything you found useful or if you have any experiences that are relevant I would love to hear them as well Thank you for listening to our podcast and we have a podcast coming out every week. You can find them on our social media. We also have an Instagram specifically for the body where you can find out what we're doing, what activities we're doing, or just follow our post, which is at Shaper Caper the Body. You can follow us in there as well. Yes, follow our 100 days of movement. We post a video, some sort of movement every day. Thank you again to Georgia and Myrta for this week's episode. For any of us out there struggling to make routine, keep routine, there's some really great tips in there on how to do it. And even if you don't, sometimes just keeping positive can be really tricky, particularly at times like these. So to hear the different things that George has came up with and researched, keeping breathing and rolling about the floor for five minutes, you know, these are all relatively small steps that can make a massive change in how we're feeling on a day to day. So thanks again to Georgia for putting that blog together and can't wait to get that out there for you all to read it. As Myrta mentioned, you can follow the body on Instagram. You can also follow our main page on Instagram, which is Shaper Caper. If you're more of a Facebook or Twitter person, we're on those platforms too, just as Shaper Caper. We're the same across all social medias, just to make us easy to find. If you like, you can visit our website, www.shapercaper.com, to have a look at all of our programmes and projects and hopefully, fingers crossed, productions at some point soon and just generally keep up to date with what we're doing. We'll be releasing another podcast next week. But again, in the meantime, stay safe and stay creative. Thanks and enjoy your day.